Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're so excited to have Gavin Doyle as our special guest. Gavin has been a Disneyland enthusiast since his first visit at the age of four. His first memory of Disneyland is visiting on a rainy day where the park was joyously empty. The pure bliss of walking onto any ride with no line fed his initial love for Disneyland. This love developed over the years as he began to appreciate the effort that went into the creation of a theme park. He became fascinated with the idea of becoming a Walt Disney Imagineer, someone personally responsible for the creation of Disneyland, but he decided he couldn't wait until after college to start working among the magic. At the age of 13, Gavin started DisneyDose.com a website that focuses on educating the Disney enthusiasts through exclusive interviews, reviews, and photos from the theme parks. The site also expanded to include a new and noteworthy podcast that featured interviews with the Disney Imagineers and others that brought the magic of Disney to life. Gavin used the stories that he had gathered from exclusive interviews with cast members and Imagineers to write his best-selling book, Disneyland Secrets, A Grand Tour of Disneyland's Hidden Details. Later, Gavin created MickeyVisit.com, the guide that helps visitors save money and experience more during vacations to Disneyland, as well as Southern California. The site has been recognized by readers as the top resource for planning and saving money on Disneyland vacations. He's also dedicated to philanthropy and has a special focus supporting Homeboy Industries in Los Angeles, Second Harvest Food Bank of Orange County, and Make-A-Wish, During COVID, Gavin helped to raise thousands of dollars for Disney cast members and community members in need. Gavin, we're so excited to have you on today. We always like to start by asking, what do you do when you want to push yourself and expand your thinking? Well, first of all, Kelly and Carrie, it's so great to be here, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time to to read the bio and and share a little bit of my background, and I'm just excited to to join and, and talk through some of the decisions I've made, I, I, I don't really think of myself as inspirational, but I think it's always exciting to share stories and, and talk through things that uh, you've done over the years. And, and so I love conversations like this, and it's fun for me to get to be on the other side, sharing some of the stuff I've done over the last 10 years now since I started at 13. So yeah, thank you, Gavin. And I love starting at 13. I have a 13-year-old son and to start his own website, um, that's just not going to happen. So, so impressive, Gavin. What, what do you like to do to kind of, where do you go to, to push your thinking? Like what are your, on your current podcast playlist or 
or book or website that you'd love to go to? So I'm, I am all about podcasts. I'm, I really try to run every day, clear my head while also, uh, listening to a podcast. I try and find different perspectives. One show though, in particular that I listen to twice a week, every right the day it comes out, it's called pivot. It's with Kara Mm. Swisher and Scott Galloway. Oh, I sure know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. I love it. Great. It's great. So it's a, it's a great show that covers tech, media, entertainment, some politics, kind of all areas I'm interested in. And, and I find it has a great sensibility of the world and brings on interesting perspectives. And they both have wicked senses of humor that I love to connect with. And sometimes mid run, you'll just catch yourself stopping and laughing. Gotten some weird looks doing that one, but um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and that one in particular, I really just enjoy the different perspectives on. That's usually, I'm sure you're laughing at Scott Galloway and the things he says. Well, um, sometimes Kara comes back with a zinger as well. She does. <laughs> Scott, I don't know. I'm sure you've been listening as of late where uh, it's very funny because Kara says, I'm interviewing replacements for That's Scott right. because eventually he will cancel himself. Which, well, it's so funny because I'm seeing on Twitter and, and she's in San Francisco right now. And she I know that she lives five blocks from me. And so I'm on the street. It's, it's, isn't it amazing how podcasts you listen to people's voices and you feel this connection and you feel like you know them? So I, of course, I'm like, oh, my friend's in town. I have to go find and see her. But that's not <laughs> quite how it works. It's a celebrity with massive reach and audience. But that's something that just has always amazed me about the podcast medium in general is, is the connection you feel. Yes, it is a very intimate connection, and you do feel like you know them. You don't even know what they look like half the time, and but you feel like you know them. They're in your your house and and in such an intimate thing. What is one of the things that maybe stands out from Pivot? They cover so many things, right, but um, right. what are some what are some of the ways that you look back? You're like, wow, I, I think about something differently because of what Kara and Scott or one of her guests sure. hosts has said. I, I think it's just the general sense of taking a step back from the day-to-day and thinking about long-term goals and long-term thoughts. I particularly there's a segment in there, which I know that you know, where, where they make predictions and mm-hmm. and something that I've always valued and, and Scott Galloway gets a lot of heat for is he makes predictions that are, are wrong some of the times. But what I love about that is it's this willingness to make a prediction, to kind of manifest something, to say something and say, here are my thoughts on taking a trend and extending it three or four years down the line. And it's that courage and that long-term view that I think I've pushed myself to develop at the same time. Sometimes when I'm listening to that podcast, you, I have counterpoints in my head of, oh, I wish I could say this, say this back as they're mm-hmm. discussing it. And it's it, it's just pushing yourself to, to think about the world and think about the news in that way that I've, I've really appreciated. Because I think so often our media digestion can be so twitchy And so based on a 24-hour news cycle, and so that show and and other pieces and other uh, avenues in general, I try and take a step back and say, okay, how do we look at this as a larger time horizon? Why does this matter? What's the greater context? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think they do well and something that I try and do as a takeaway just in general. Yeah, that's wonderful. Plus it does, like you said, it just pushes your thinking and that long-term view and taking a pause versus cycling through the news so quickly and forgetting what happened right. Um, tomorrow, right? Because whatever happened today, we're like, oh, I have no idea. Eh, 
they, what, what happened yesterday? I don't know. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad this is the first time someone said pivot. And it's one of my, uh, it's one of my favorites as well. So usually I'm always like, oh, what is that one? But this one I actually know. And you use Twitchy, which Carrie uses a lot too. So um, the, the word. So thank you, Gavin. Appreciate that. And yes, people should definitely listen to, to pivot. What um, now for the big question, what is the decision you made in your life that changed the trajectory? And what are some of those charge qualities that you use to help you make that decision? Well, I think you've already referenced it, um, which was I was 13. I have memories of wanting to start a business. I mean, earlier than that, 10, 11, 12, doing lemonade stands and topping the charts uh, at our middle school of a wrapping paper sales <laughs> contest, that kind of thing, but always was in sale, salesmanship, marketing, interested in that, interested in what the internet could be and realized that I had this passion for Disney. And I said, okay, why don't I just try something? And it was that trying something with a really rudimentary website that in the beginning really just copy and pasted press releases that I found on other websites because I said, oh, this will be something. And, and I failed a couple of times. I mean, I, I made mistakes early on, but I learned so much about the internet, which then frankly has become so much about the world because of the, the domination that the internet has had in the last 10 years. I mean, just continues to have and grow. So that one decision created this second channel in my life. So up until that point, I, I like to say that I had one plate that I was spinning, which was doing well yeah. at school. And maybe I maybe I had two where I was school and I had some sports or play or something like that. I mean, I'm 13. But this other plate that I've now been spinning for 10 years is something that's opened up a whole other world and set of people and connections where I've gotten to interview incredible people, um, spend time with Disney executives that I would never have had without this venue, grow and learn and talk to people. And, and so it was that one first decision to say, why don't we just try this that led to 10 years of growth um, and really incredible experiences. I the the power of just trying it, which right. I want to get. I know we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. Hopefully, in your your advice, kind of for for folks. But I got to go back, as I mentioned, I have a thirteen year old son who, you know, uh, to say he's lazy and lazy is a sweet word. This is like the, the where's the drive kind of thing. Um, what and you were starting lemonade stands. What is kind of your first like? Why did you want it? Right? Why did you want to start that lemonade stand and and win the wrapping paper? event and, and raise the most money? Like what was in you? Do you remember? Could you identify that at 13? Or now you can look back and identify it, but what was in you? It's a great question. I, I It's a great question. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm still thinking about Pivot, where Scott Galloway says, oh, if I were born with money, all I would have. I know the two things I have would be a Range Rover and a cocaine addiction. Those yeah. are not two things that I've, <laughs> I have or developed. Um, but I, I was very, there's time though, Gavin, there's no, time. don't say just, that. No, don't say that. <laughs> um, all, all joking aside, I, I don't know where the drive came from cause it wasn't, um, but I, I've always had this hunger to succeed hunger to, I don't know if it's influence or, or success or mm. competition. Um, or, or, but in many cases it was just besting my own results. So it was it was selling more than I did the previous month, or getting more traffic than I did the previous month, or or connecting and and having a better experience off of it. There's kind of just a high of 
pretty quickly I learned there was a high of servicing an audience and helping people have a great trip to Disneyland for as a for instance. So it, it it's really a connection to people that it comes down mm-hmm. to. So okay. and and a love of a connection to people and also a success in in business at kind of as a personal best and a, a personal record month over month that I'm always pushing for. And that's I, still true today as it was 10 years ago. I love that. Were, the, were there people like, how did your kind of family support you or maybe not support you in this? Like, did you have mentors in your life? Oh, like you saw uncle support. so-and-so or yeah. No, no, did- com- complete support from both my parents. Oh. My dad was in sales. My mom was in marketing. Um, oh. My, my dad teaching me how to, really sell when I was 10, 11, doing the wrapping paper stuff. My mom really thinking about internet and, and she, she had been an early CMO and marketer at, at various startups and company, larger companies as well. So was very well versed in that. She was my editor for many, many years of her coming home from a long day of work and sitting down and looking at an article or a newsletter before it went out and her pushing me to get better in writing and saying, if I'm only going to do this, if you come back with takeaways of, of, what you can improve on yourself next time. So no, just support the whole way through um, and and in in every aspect. So I'm so thankful and I couldn't have done it without them. Uh, It's funny that people ask that because I've been asked that before to to think that they wouldn't support it. So I I just am so blown away that anyone thinks they wouldn't support their son or daughter saying, I want to do this thing. Yeah. Because like what, maybe it's not the traditional path. Maybe it could have, Maybe it could have taken me to not do college. I, I fully went to college and, and every other thing, but um, I, I just think that there's no reason not to try. And looking at your recharge values, one of them is courage, one of them is humility. Maybe those in this case applied to my parents saying, let's right. just support this all the way through and see where he goes and see what what this can become. Because it was sure it was an investment from them as well to say, let's, let's support this and, and see what it becomes. Yeah. I, I, think- I have a go go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I I have a memory. I was two or three years into it, and it was very much dominated my life and and stuff at home, but hadn't talked about it much at all, um, which is important in a second to my friend, anyone besides my closest friends. And I started emailing with a publisher because I'd interviewed someone who'd been an author. He said, "Oh, you should talk to my publisher about doing a book." Long story short, I was pitching a publisher over email and I was walked up to my mom and I said, I think I'm going to write a book. Mm. And she said, and she, she retells the story all the time and says, okay, I mean, okay, yeah, go write a book. That sounds great. Go do that. Um, and it, not doubting me by any means, but saying, okay, well, he's done it this far. Who knows how far? Like, okay, great. Go do that. Six months later, my book was at the top of the Amazon travel category and was a bestselling author. So pretty amazing the again that's just a saying yes to something and, and believing in yourself and saying let's go try this and yeah. same thing with her saying like i'm going to jump in and help edit and, and make this thing happen so so just the opportunity is there and especially with the internet it's so accessible to anyone of any age um and and i say remember that my most of my friends didn't know the book was the first time that i really shared my experience and shared my online persona double life with people because it got out that I was a best-selling author. And so there was an article in the, the school magazine and the paper and stuff. And, and so it led to my being acknowledged in the school for it, which was interesting. 
um, and an interesting experience as well that I can speak to of from going from this thing that was on the side that was very much my own connection in another world to a personal brand thing among all people of, oh, he's an entrepreneur, he's built a business, but he, he likes Disney, but it's for a reason. Uh, hold very interesting conversations there. Yeah. Let's get to, I want to go back to your parents though, because it's interesting yeah. when I went to ask you the question, Gavin, it was funny. I wanted, my initial question was going to be, well, tell me how your parents supported you. Right. Right. And I didn't, and I didn't say parents though, because I said family and I, then I said, well, maybe they didn't because there are quite a few kids who don't have the support of their parents. And for big things like I'm gay, all the way to, sure. I don't have time for your silly website. I work really hard and I'm not going to spend time helping you. And so there are a lot of, of kids. So I was, I was trying to be really careful the way I asked it because sure. I didn't want you to come back and say, actually, I don't have parents. Right. And so sure, that sure. kind of thing. And I'm, and I'm so happy that they supported you, but yeah, you, your worldview is so like, how could you not support your kids like that? Especially with this, right? And right. there's just so many who didn't have that support. And through all these interviews, Kelly and I, you know, that mentorship, that support network is so incredibly important. And my goodness, I love that there was a marketer and a salesperson. So I have to ask, give um, one of your best, of mom's best marketing advice and dad's <laughs> best sales advice. I love this. What, what did they give you? Oh, oh, my, my dad's not just sales. I, he would say he's a connector. Okay. Um, and I think that's, that is the heart of the advice also, which is just connect with everyone, make a good impression, have a good conversation. Anyone could be someone important. You want to just have the conversation and, and bring your A game to every single person because you never know where something's going to lead. Uh, um, so I, I think that was great advice and, and led me down a lot of different paths here. And then, um, for my mom, just this expectation of quality that she drove into me, meaning I would come home with grades and I would say, I got, um, a B on something, let's say, and she would say, Oh, is that good enough? Mm. And she would, she would never say it's not. Yeah. But she would she would ask me and say, in your heart, in your brain, do you know that you worked as hard as possible? Do you know that this is good enough for what you want to do, where you want to go in life? Yeah. And and there's no better motivation than motivating yourself. And she kind of taught me in that to say, I'm going to motivate myself and figure this out because maybe it's not good enough or maybe it is, but it's a choice that I have to make and something that I have to own. I, so I was just thinking about since, um, again, I keep referencing my own child, but what was interesting about what your parents did is they, they knew how to motivate you and encourage you. So they didn't really have to say, Gavin, you have to get an A. It was just, Hey, Gavin, you know, is that, was that good enough for you? So with you being so driven, the flip side is how did your parents kind of say, all right, you don't have to be like a multi-billion dollar business by 15 right? So like, how did they, if, if maybe they did, or maybe you kind of self-regulated, but did they kind of help you say, you really are 13, 14, 15, you don't need to do so much. Like, did they have to help you with that? No. Oh. no. <laughs> You're like, there, was, there was no dialing back conversations ever. Okay. No. <laughs> and and you- I, I think I self-regulated. I knew I wanted to do well in school and still have friends and be okay. in that world. I, I, there, there were times when I maybe could have gone gone all in a couple of times on yeah. this, and I've always liked the 
I've liked school. I've liked the community stuff is provided. So I job, full-time jobs, all that sort of thing. So I, I have always still liked those communities. So for now it's been self-regulating in that sense. That's wonderful. So you mentioned though, that was kind of interesting when you were at school and it kind of came out your double life, right? Yeah. So you've written this book. What what was kind of the interesting, what was the reaction? Kind of did people view you differently? And then you kind of mentioned that people thought maybe you were doing it more, your love for Disney was more of a business versus love. So maybe you could explain um, sure, sure. and how well, you managed I, to do that. I, I think there was an interesting reveal of it of, Oh, there's, that's interesting. There, there's, I had no idea. I didn't talk to him about that part. I, I had my, a couple of core friends who totally knew all about it and they kind of laughed and people really freaked out or, or were interested in it as much as they were. And I don't think anyone was negative by any means. It was just kind of a surprise of, Oh, that's interesting. And it, that's separate. And I remember doing a hit on ABC news and had to find a place to do it while I was on at school in between classes. And <laughs> I did it in our our chapel in the like administrative building because I checked in with the head of communications for the school and he said, oh, do it in here in this background. And then the principal walked up to me and said, oh, I saw that you were on the news. I had no idea that that stuff was going on, um, but congratulations. And, and it was just this like very interesting reveal of stuff. And it was also always a balance. So I was a rower in high school. I, I think that's another example of my competitive spirit of just loving the hard work of that and balancing going to do interviews with people. And, and for a while, I had a podcast It's no longer running. But for a while, I had a, a podcast where I was really making time for that and and it, just a balance of all those things. But what I what you called out and what I said before was, I think there's a perception of, oh, Disney is like a child's thing or a younger family mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I had gotten used to, but to someone to say like, oh, he's a Disney blogger, that has a connotation that is not necessarily why I was doing it anymore. My, It's not that I'm like, oh, I need all the newest pins. I need all the newest stuff. My drive and passion for it is both building a business, but also helping families have a great experience at Disney, Walt Disney World, Universal and beyond. Yeah. And that drive keeps me going in a really great way and help people save money and, and plan these lifelong trips. It's a lot of magic and passion in that for me. Yeah. And so it's interesting to kind of voice that as opposed to, oh, I'm just a Disney adult, which I think has this negative connotation now or, or kind of a funny connotation now. Um, I, I know plenty of them and I, and I have just as much fun as they do at the parks, but um, it's interesting to voice like, well, and, and I think for other people to, to kind of put that together to say, oh, he's not only a Disney adult, but he does it because he has a connection and I'm kind of doing work and it's kind of a business and it all came to go- comes together in this bigger thing. Yeah. What, um, so when you were, when you were so young at 13 and I love how you're like, and 10 years later and I'm like, oh, he's been, in, and I'm like, oh, he's only 23. Like, you know, you're still have, you're like an athlete where they have like 20 years behind them, but they're only like, you know, 30 because they're doing it for so long. What is some of the advice you have for people starting their own business, for making these decisions that you made and to try things? What's some of the advice that you have that you, that you give to folks? Sure. Never be afraid to try the new thing, to ask 
a question of someone for a partnership to reach out, meet people. Um, I, I think of the things I just said, it, it's all about the people behind stuff online. And if you can, and relationships do matter and they can really drive true business success. If you have great relationships, then you'll have a great business in some way because there's always a way to make something work and, and find success if you have someone else. Um, so it's for me, I mean, if you're thinking about an audience and developing stuff online, it's build an audience around some idea or topic that you want to build a business around, figure out what needs you can service of those people. So for instance, I knew that something successful for us would be having lower priced Disneyland tickets than there were anywhere else, which is a big ask, but it was something that I went and said, someone came to me as a wanted to advertise with us, this great company called Getaway Today. They're based out of Utah, worked for Disney, worked with Disney for 30 years. They came to me and said, we want to be an advertiser and a sponsor. And I said, well, I will do it, but you have to guarantee my readers the lowest prices anywhere at all times on tickets. And they said, they thought about it for a while. We went back and forth. I was a senior in high school. Um, they didn't know that until later in the negotiations. So we went back and <laughs> forth. Um, and we landed now six years in. Still, if people go to mickeyvisit.com slash tickets, they can find the lowest prices on two through five day tickets anywhere. And that's a relationship that served hunt, tens of thousands of people um, and helped tens of thousands of people save millions of dollars in, in total. Um, and something that I'm proud to have pulled off, but something that, that you wouldn't know to do or you wouldn't think to do if you were so ingrained and were un, if you were afraid to ask a question that would break a status quo that you're establishing on yourself. Mm -hmm. So my biggest thing is always saying, well, why couldn't we do that? Or why? Why not? What, who can we reach out to? What if we tried it this way? Um, another example is just trying new platforms when they're emerging and, and diving into new things like TikTok. I, I really dove into because I said, I'm, I'm not going to dance on it, but I know that we can do <laughs> it, I know it'll be more than that. This is over a year ago. I know Disney will be big on that platform eventually. And so I, I really went dove head first and now have a successful 70,000 followers, millions of likes and, and engagements there. That have, that have been a great addition to the business this year. And that's another one where you just kind of have to look at something and say, taking that stuff we talked about from Pivot of extending out long-term views, extending out potential successes um, by looking at something early and saying, why don't we just try it? And that that's the big thing is, why don't I just ask the question? Why don't I reach out to the person? Half the time, you'll have one conversation and won't go anywhere. Half the time, it could be someone who's a great business, great contact who you who drives you business, you work with them, you find something mutually successful. So for me, it's just reaching out and asking the question and trying the new thing. And I really appreciate that because that even the asking the question, we we talk to people about, well, what's the worst thing they'll say? So no. So when you were a senior negotiating saying, no, I want the lowest price tickets, they could have said, no, okay then you can make right. your decision from that. But you won't have regrets later going, oh, I wish I would have asked that. I wish mm -hmm. I would have taken the shot to use the sports analogy. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Um, and, and so all that courage 
at especially a young age, that courage just to ask it and to try new things, which you never know where it's going to go. There's that, um, if it's probably a couple of years ago where I think it was quite a few stars were like, just say yes, right? Just say yes and see what happens. Right. Sean, you, Shonda Rhimes did her Shonda whole year Rhimes, of yes thing. Yeah. Yes. And Jennifer Gardner did whatever. And, and so these people did it. And, um, and there is something very powerful about trying things saying yes to things that normally you wouldn't. And just, I, I might've just had a, a, a thing with my uh, son yesterday where he didn't want to do something. I said, please just try it. And he tried it. And then he was like, you were right, mom, I was wrong. And I went, what? Um, because of the power of just trying it. Cause you never know what's going to happen. So I think that takes so much courage too. And I appreciate that. That's the advice that um, you gave to our audience. So Kelly, when you think about just trying new things, so poor Kelly's always, we always talk about on this podcast that Kelly doesn't uh, like change and try new things. Um, when you grow up in a certain type of household, trying new things are not, unless you can perfect them immediately, you don't try them. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very different focus. <laughs> it's not the healthiest one at times. Um, the strive for perfection because it gets in the way of trying, right? If you if you want to try something, just try it. You don't have to be perfect. So Kelly, what are your thoughts on this uh, wonderful uh, insights that Gavin has given us? I just love the, the, the vulnerability that you put out on display, Gavin, in our conversation of, I'm willing to try anything. I'm willing to have a conversation, strike up a you know, ask my mom and dad for help and that they're so willing to help and give you that sort of cushion of, you know, let me, let me really instill some of the things that I've learned in my career to help you be successful. Was there ever a time where you, where you doubted yourself or, or questioned what you were doing? Sure. And I think that comes to another piece of advice, which is what you set out to do initially may not be the home run that you think it is. And you have to be willing to look to the peripheries of what you're doing because there's probably a good business or probably a good successful thing in there somewhere. So when I started, I was doing history and secrets and facts, which are great and have a really strong fan base and you can get people really excited about them. But there's not a big business there. So people are the same people going to Disneyland year over year. They're the same um, fan base, many of them are annual pass holders who we can't sell to. So yeah. I pivoted to start mickeyvisit.com, which helps people to save money and experience more. It's a more general audience of anyone who's going to these theme parks. And so that pivot allowed me to open up to a much larger audience, service many more people. And it was making that decision and saying, okay, basically, instead of teaching the 500 level class, I'm going to teach the 100 level class mm -hmm. on how to, how to do Disney. And, and so that was a, a pivot where my favorite thing would have probably been to keep talking about history and how things were designed, but I realized there was an opportunity. So it wasn't a mistake, but it was a learning and something that you have to be willing to adapt to. So try everything, but then make sure you're not blindly trying things and, mm -hmm. and look for the context that that gives you to pivot and, and look to the next thing. That's, that's awesome. And I, I think too, one of the things that really resonated is I can still see kind of in your voice here, the kind of like childlike wonder of Disney at four years of age where very, very few people were there and you got to experience it. And that your lifelong passion is really to make sure that people that you're able to provide people that very same experience that you had. Um, it's just, it's amazing because there's so many things that are not going right in this world, or there's so much news that is unfortunate to hear that when you get 
moments to take a vacation and spend money, you want to do it wisely. So what are some of the, um, what is a top tip you have for visiting Disney? Well, and, and before, I, before yeah. I go there, I, I, you reminded me of a conversation I was just having. So I've been fortunate to become a resource to a lot of journalists in, in various fields. One, one here who's on the ABC News team was texting me and we were texting recently and, and I texted her and I said, did you, cause she'll, she wants to know the updates cause she's a big Disney fan and San Francisco covering the park, the park somewhat also. But I, I texted her and I said, did you see they replaced Disneyland Fast Pass with this new Disney Genie Plus? And she wrote back and I, she said, well, it's uh, very nice for me to get into this article where I can get um, worked up and debate the future of Fast Pass as opposed to wildfires, Newsome Recall, <laughs> and Afghanistan. And I said, I really do have a great job. I really yeah. do have a great, I mean, the things we get to think about and the things that some people do get worked up over, but I, it just is such a joyous top level to get to think about during the day. And so it was, it's fun for me to get to bring that kind of deep care and passion yeah. to someone like that who has the same passion. She just doesn't get to think about it all the time. Right. Um, so, so to, but to answer your question about, about tips, I think it's just, looking and be, being smart about your trip, meaning get there early, look at our touring strategies on mickeyvisit.com, um, think through what you want to accomplish, who you want to service, like what the type of day you want want to have is. There's a great Disney day out there for everyone. And, mm-hmm. and that's another thing I would say. There's people who think, oh, I don't want a corn dog, although the corn dogs are very good. And I love, <laughs> I love the corn dog spark. You could definitely go have your five course meal and, and uh, have a really luxurious experience five-star meal have the luxurious experience and go into the parks and, and stroll through at the same time you can um, go in and, and just have corn dogs and, and do disneyland on an off day and and they've put in prices where the prices have actually gone down um if you go on a, on a lower um capacity day and so they've tried to create an experience for everyone so i would just say think through what you want to accomplish and then come over to mickeyvisit.com and take a look at some of our great planning resources. And there's a ton there to, to help people think through morning strategies to get there early and ride all the, the 10 attractions in the first hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then once you do that, the, the crowds don't feel so bad that roll in two or three hours later. So it, it's uh, just thinking through what you want to accomplish and then creating a, a strategy to move forward through that. I love it. Much like how you formatted and shaped your career. I do love <laughs> I do love how that that is a, a parallel universe to, to what you what you recommend um, our listeners do in terms of um, making the most of their Disney visit. And do you have a favorite Disney ride? That will be my last question. Do you have a, f- a favorite Disney attraction? Sure. I mean, you you can't go wrong with a classic like the Pirates of the Caribbean is a favorite mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. Disneyland. Indiana Jones Adventure also a favorite, but. A new favorite of mine, and, and this gets some fans who are aware of it, uh, it's it's maybe a hot take, is the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is a replacement overlay they did on Tower of Terror, but they have this awesome soundtrack from the Marvel movie Guardians of the Galaxy, and it is just a super fun ride that, that energizes me every time I ride it. So wow. that's one that's jumped to the top of my list in, in recent years. Nice. I'm a big Space Mountain fan. I was nervous oh, to go, go on it, but no, yeah, awesome. that was my favorite. Um, and the, the, very the, first... the soundtrack is so good. 
Ugh, it's it's incredible. It's just it's a um, you do feel like a child when you're there. It's it just it's hard not to be in such a good mood when you're when you're in that environment. So I so appreciate you giving your sharing your story. It is very inspirational, Gavin, because you did have a dream and and you're living it and you're making other people um, making it possible for other people to have an experience that very much emulates sort of what yours was when you were four and, and even beyond that. So we're just so grateful to have you on our podcast. Thank you again for sharing your story. And I will have all of Gavin's uh, links to all of his great information, his website, um, everything that he's talked about today in the show notes. So you'll be able to easily access it. And my hope is that you will all get in contact with Gavin Doyle as well, because he's a, a uh, he has a plethora of information to share Um, And I'm very intrigued and fascinated by what you shared with us today, Gavin. Thank you so much. Thank you. And and I would be remiss knowing when this podcast is coming out to not say that my favorite time of year at Disneyland is Disneyland Christmas time. And it runs November, December. And it's a great time to visit, a great time to enjoy the magic. It just gets even better. So if you're interested in that, please head to mickeyvisit.com and take a look at all the information over there. That's one last... uh, and, and that's the other thing I should say. Never be afraid to give a shameless plug of your business because it'll always help someone. Always, 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 and always. And again, it's being uh, your episodes released on October 27th. So it's perfect time. Exactly. Uh, it was like it was fate. The stars aligned. And this was meant to be. Um, again, thank you so much, Gavin. And again, all that information Gavin just shared will be in the show notes. So you won't miss a thing. Thanks again, Gavin. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abrachi Group, Instagram at Warriors of HR, and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.